Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Mm, how are you, Megan? I'm doing all right. Yeah. How are you doing, Brent? I'm doing great. Doing great. It is, uh, it's Monday. <laughs> it's, it's true. Thanksgiving's next week. I know. Which is so exciting. Very and, exciting. And uh, you and I even talked about some scheduling stuff about that. Yeah, we that. did. So uh, news upcoming, forthcoming soon about that. But uh, how was your weekend? It was uh, it was honestly kind of busy. Yeah, <laughs> busy's got right. Uh, I don't know. I I genuinely woke up this morning and for a full minute was like, "What day is it?" Yeah, that's what my weekend was like. <laughs> I feel that a little bit in my bones. Uh, one because we had Friday off and we don't. What did you do on your on your Friday off? Your veterans um, day I off. I sat on my couch for most of it, and then at three p.m. I cleaned my house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, freedom ain't free. You know what I mean? Good for you for recognizing that uh, <laughs> and honoring your veterans in that way. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then half of Saturday I was at WSU in the lab, and all of yesterday I was at WSU in the oh, lab. Oh, for your your yeah. uh, work thing in the summer. Yeah. Finishing up some lab stuff. And so... When's the... Do you have a deadline for like everything yep. to be submitted? So my conference is um, the Martin Luther King weekend. Okay. Um, so like the 11th and I'll be in San Diego the 11th through the 14th uh, of January. Yeah. January, like mid-January sounds like a great time yeah. to be in San Diego. Well, although last year it rained literally every day. Well, that happens. But. <laughs> um, hopefully not this year. Um, and so, yes, I... Like need to have it done, you know, in the next few weeks so that I can make sure I have a presentation ready. So look at you like ahead of the game. Are you like, a, have you always been like a, here's a deadline, but I'm no. going to go a month out and, and get on it early on? No, no, you this is January. This we're in, is we're not, in November. Yeah, but this is not ahead of the game because there's a lot of steps that still need to happen before. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, this is not really ahead of the game at all. If I was ahead of the game, I would be done with all of this by the end of August this summer. So. Got it. <laughs> That's what ahead of the game looks like in that scenario. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got it. Um, so yeah, but it's okay. It was nice to see all the people and, um, you know, get to talk with them and see them. Yeah. So. I, uh, I did my, the biggest funeral I've ever done on Friday. Yeah. How did that one. go? It was great. It was, uh. For a, a teacher in the Pasco School District and uh, a guy that I coached with a while back. And so that was great. It was at Chiwana High. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was uh, sad and really great to see. It was like a family reunion, man. It was like all these people from the past. You know, oh, like yeah. uh-huh. you, I either saw like play football at Pasco High a long time mm-hmm. ago or used to be in the admin. Like John Morgan was there. I've mm-hmm. seen him for like a decade probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I don't know. It was fun. It was great to see everybody. I, uh, the guy who, who passed his name is Rob and he was a, a football guy through and through played uh, linebacker for Wazoo, uh, coached football for Chiawana forever. I knew him cause he coached JV basketball when I was volunteer coaching at Pasco high with mm-hmm. Heron a long time ago, back in 04 through 08. And, uh, I, I, he's just, he's just a guy's guy, you know, mm-hmm. like always working on his truck or his four wheeler or whatever. So I, I started things off by saying, you know, Hey, welcome. I read the obituary. And my opening line was, I'd like to start our time together by reading a poem that Rob wrote uh, that his wife found in his diary after he passed. And the whole place- Was like, what? Pin drop silence. (laughs) Pin drop silence. You're like, who the F is this guy? 
this guy doesn't even know Rob. Yeah. That's so clear. <laughs> and I said, I'm just kidding. I don't know if Rob had a diary, but here's what I do know. If he, if he did have one, there is no way on God's green earth he'd want me reading it in front of all of you yeah. in this moment. And uh, so it was a great way to start it. And it kind of epitomized a little bit about what yeah. his personality was mm-hmm. like. And it was anyway. And then people just shared really great stories. It's always cool. fun to have a funeral where uh, or a memorial service mm-hmm. where people who come up and talk uh, have the ability to like craft the conversation or the talk mm-hmm. in like a way that is actually true to that person, mm-hmm. has the highs of the funny parts that bring it out, the lows of the seriousness of the moment. Like it's a craft to be able to do that really yeah. well. Well, when your primary participants are all teachers who yes. literally are paid public speakers. That helps. That, <laughs> that helps. does help. Yeah. Yeah. And they did it without, <laughs> no, like what the, the best one was a guy with no notes, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, even I had notes cause I, I just, you know, I don't trust myself in that. I mean, there was probably a thousand people. Oh, easy. People. I'm it was, sure. It was yeah. packed. Um, and, uh, I just, you know, you, you don't want to mess something up at a, at a funeral mm-hmm. too. That's like the worst, you know, that's almost as bad as messing somebody up at a, at a wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which I've done that before too. So <laughs> did I ever tell you about that one? Um, I want to say father, yes, but I don't The father remember. walked the bride down the aisle and I said, uh, who gives this man to this woman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, woman to this man. Oh my gosh. I, I'll see myself out. Thank you, everybody. You guys can finish without me. It was terrible. Uh, you don't want those kind of things. So you're like, yeah. read from a script, bro. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody knows no. who you are. They Mm-mm. don't care who you are. That kind of thing. So yeah. just don't screw it up. That's a big yeah. deal. Uh, so anyways, that, that's the beautiful part. Yeah. A lot of teachers and a lot of teachers were there and it was a nice day to be able to do it Friday off and mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, we hung up a bunch of lights, uh, or attempted to hang up a bunch of lights here at the Uptown. Did you drive by and see our lights yet? Well, you, you probably didn't come this direct. It's cause it's well, a little further. I know, but I did drive by the Uptown cause the easiest way from my house to WSU is oh. like down Williams and then G-Way. And you went last night. Yeah, so I came back and I noticed that they were putting up lights. Oh, that was me on the G Way side. That was me. Oh, that was you. Yes. Oh, okay. Did you see that giant lift? Yeah, that was you. That fifty feet in the air. I did. I saw when I drove by yesterday on yes. Sunday. Yes. There were two guys that I noticed uh-huh. with garbage cans and a big lift, and one guy was standing on the ground pulling on a string of lights. That was me. <laughs> Firmly planted on the ground. I had done my duties. It didn't look like anyone was in the lift at that moment. Uh, but. Well, one of our lifts broke down. <laughs> oh, okay. And so we were, da- I was in the lift when we had to. And then uh, when one broke down, I was like, oh, shucks, guys. I'll run, I'll run things from the ground, the, the safety of the ground here. But the previous day on Saturday was the day that we attempted to start this thing. We yeah. planned this a month ago, a month and a half ago. We signed yeah. up for all this stuff, right? And then what, what, you know, what's the one thing you don't want when you're working 50 feet in the air? Oh yeah. It was really windy on really Saturday. Really windy on Saturday. <laughs> really windy. So we got uh, out there and we're working and, uh, we are, are up, are up high. And that thing is, I'm, I'm in a cart. Like I have an older guy, Yeah, bless his heart, trying to do a favor and drive the cart while I hold the hook and try yeah. and catch the uh-huh. lights. Could not figure out the buttons for this lift. Oh no. And, uh, was not taking <laughs> advice from me. Oh, and was no. not willing to switch me positions either. And so we're herky-jerky on this oh lift 40 gosh, feet in the bro. air with 40-hour mile-an-hour gusts. And, uh, Did you poop your pants? We were two hours in <laughs> and had two trees done out of 20. Two. Oh, gosh. And, two hours, and this whole project was scheduled to take three. 
And uh, so that was that was not great. No. Um, and so we uh, we ended up calling it because there's people down on the bottom on the ground on, mm-hmm. with their phones out looking at OSHA regulations. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we were like, that probably is a yeah. good sign that we need to call it. And yeah. so we uh-huh. were like, well, what are we gonna do? Uh, we just come back on Sunday and try again. So, mm-hmm. anyways, that's what we did. Okay. Much better on Sunday. Well, much good. more pleasant. That's good. Yeah. Well, and then yes, I did see you. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you didn't say, oh, yeah, I just never noticed the night, the lights, because I'd be so bummed. I'd well, be you like, weren't done. How? How would you miss these lights? They're huge. <laughs> they weren't done, though. It was just on, like. Yeah. And like, we kept was popping the, the breaker side. trying to fix that, yeah. that lift. And so half the lights were out half the time we were out there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd have to walk back, pop the breaker, come back, do it again, do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fun project, but I'm glad it's over. It's on this side of things, you know? Uh-huh. And now we just leave them up. I'm, yeah. I I have a neighbor mm-hmm. um, who I realized this week that they just left all of their lights on their house. Oh, yeah. Do they just not turn them on when it's Correct. not Christmas and season? and I never noticed it. Like, yeah. they had dark enough paint on the trim Yeah, I never noticed That's it. And genius. then all of a sudden, all of their house was lit up, and I'm like, I never saw them on the roof once. This is like a, I don't know, 10-hour project. That's honestly genius. Yeah. Paint your trim dark. <laughs> That way, and then your lights are all dark or clear, mm-hmm. and then I don't notice it. So you yeah. can't do that with like the C9 bulbs. It doesn't work like that. No. Nope. People can see them. Mm-hmm. They go, why are your lights up in July? So that the model of the story is paint your trim forest green, <laughs> and whatever your house color is, doesn't matter. Paint it forest green. <laughs> That's the color of all the light strings. Or and you get white light strings. Um. Yes. Like that's another option for light strings. Yeah. You, you and that and white trim is probably yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. More kosher. universal. Yeah. That's not yeah. a bad idea. I feel like you see that more though. I feel like probably. the darkness hides it even that much more. I mean, you're probably right, but yeah. I'm forest green isn't everyone's like cup of tea. Decorating so. for you. Uh, that was the question on the video this week of of how far are you at oh. and where are you at in your Christmas decorations. Oh, I still have my thing, my like fall wreath on my door. Zero. Zero. You have. You're. You're still in Halloween mode. Not Halloween. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay. So then my question still remains. When when do you make Uh, that transition? Um, after Thanksgiving. Okay. That's fair. (laughs) We are on phase one. uh, Uh, That Kylie, I allowed her to go to phase one in our home. What's Uh, phase one? Phase one is like all the stuff that's like super easy to set up. You know, like here, let's pull this out of box and set it on a shelf. It says Mm -hmm. Noel on it or Joy or whatever. Got it. Uh, so there's no tree, there's no lights, there's no, it's nothing, but other than there's a couple candles that smell like a Christmas tree. And, uh, <laughs> we were joking because, uh, she would set it out and she, the whole time was singing, it's beginning to look a lot like Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. and also like, I don't have a ton of Christmas decorations, yeah. so like I don't put a tree up in my house because oh, I really? usually do Christmas at my parents' house. Okay. But like even, I know you had a previous apartment that was a little bit smaller, right? Now you have a little bit more room, square footage I mean, not that much more room. Okay. But I mean, yes, more room than my apartment. But but also my, like Spice would be at the top of it (laughs) instantaneously. (laughs) Like, I think that would be fun to watch. How is that not entertaining? Um, Because then it would fall over. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... She'd learn her lesson. I, no, she would not. Well, I don't know. Listen, I have a video I'm going to show you after of her jumping from my counter to the top of my fridge, which is probably a three or four foot height gain yeah. and like a six foot gap. Nice. And she hops then. Yeah. And so, and she would be up that tree 
immediately. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have like a little teeny, probably like two foot tree, a foot and a half tall tree that I put on my like counter. Yeah. But I do Christmas at my parents' house. And so like. Well, I know, but it's the, it's the season, right? It's like you, you stay home at, and like through December and yeah. watch Christmas movies on your TV. Don't tell me you don't. No, I do, yeah. but I just like it so doesn't. It's a season. I don't set my tree up so that I can see it on Christmas and then take it down. I set it uh, up in November so that I can, you know, enjoy it the whole. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care what you do. You get to do your life. But I do and... have some decorations for like the outside of my house. So like last year, I didn't end up putting any lights up, but this year I want to. So okay. and then I have like a Christmas wreath, and I want to put. I got some like lights to hang on my like one tree that I have in my front yard. So. Have you uh, have you picked out an Advent book yet? Are you doing an Advent thing? I don't know that I am. Do you, I are you an Advent person? Sometimes. I mean, I know we do it as a church, so you kind of do it. I mean, I grew up. We've talked up. about this a lot, but yeah. I grew up in a liturgical like faith, which is like by the like sure. liturgy or whatever. So yeah, we did Advent all the time at home, like growing up and stuff. So, but I don't. I haven't like picked or decided anything. Okay. So uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna switch switch tones a little bit because I want to <laughs> play a game called uh, How Do We Feel About. Okay. Uh, and then dot, dot, dot. So oh, how do we feel about something? Which uh, that okay. brought it up because how do we feel about people who decorate in, you know, you know October for yeah, Christmas, okay. right? And we're like, eh, kind of wait. November, anything with November. Well, okay. That's diff- That's a different question than when are you decorating though? No, because I know. No, no, I no. don't, I don't, if you, you want to no decorate in October for no. Christmas, I do not care. Uh, no. Zero caring. That's too early. <laughs> November's If fine. that brings you joy, that's fine. Nope. So... <laughs> How do we feel? We feel differently about that, clearly. Yeah. All right. I have another how do we feel about. Okay. Um, how do we feel about hot eggnog drinks Oh. in wintertime? Do you feel good about it or bad about it? I pre- I, I don't know. That sounds weird to me, honestly. How do, how do we feel about eggnog in general? Let's um, uh, pro eggnog, but okay. I want it cold. All right. And straight eggnog. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, well, maybe boozy or, eggnog. Okay. <laughs> There we go. That's the what I was looking for from you. Or mix it with Seven Up slash Sprite. Oh, but isn't that how you always do eggnog? That is brilliant. Thank you, Megan. Yeah, I think so. I think that that is an appropriate way to drink eggnog. I mean, I've had straight eggnog before, but know, it is it's thick. Too thick. You can only I have I'm can drinking have like paint. Yeah, I'm drinking semi gloss at that point. I. I need a little bit of bubbles in there. Yeah, that makes sense. And I and I prefer seven. I up. think that's how like if you look at traditional eggnog recipes. I don't know. I think like it's eggnog, and then My you make it into eggnog punch by like cutting with that. The Johnsons are the only people in in world history <laughs> that have ever mixed eggnog with seven up. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. Thank you. That's but all I, don't I need know. to know. Now okay. I'm trying to th- now I'm trying to think. My mom has made a like Martha Stewart eggnog recipe before, but I don't know if it has any like seven up or like like tonic water or like yeah. club soda or anything in it. Okay. It has a lot of different booze in it though. <laughs> I need an invitation. Uh do okay, this is one more how do we feel about okay. and this has nothing to do with Christmas or okay. holidays. This has to do with I had a conversation with somebody earlier <laughs> who shall remain nameless. It's not you, don't worry. <laughs> You're you're nervous for a second. Uh, I mean, I usually am because often it's me. Often, so. <laughs> often it is you. Today I'm taking a break from you. Who informed me that I'll say his his child uh, goes to school when when he goes to school in the morning, walks to his bus stop um, to a in a house that is not usually awake, and gets himself ready to go to school. 
And then this person gets a notification on his Ring app that his son has left for school in the morning while he's still upstairs preparing for the day, getting ready. So the person does not... And and this is important. The child is in seventh grade. Okay. I think I know who this person is. But I won't say. Okay. Um, So the person does not wake up How do we feel about them not waking up to say... Hey man, have a good day. Did you neither, grab your lunch? Neither parent wakes up to send child off to school. I refuse to throw the <laughs> spouse under the bus. I don't think so, based on <laughs> personal history. But that could be the case. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the notification just comes, and this kid just leaves the house by himself. Which interesting. I found it to be interesting. I don't, personally, that would not be something I would be okay with. Okay. In my own home. In your own home. If I was a parent. Yeah. Should I call CPS on this? This is, that's (laughs) my question. I don't think so. Okay. So we should leave that go. Yeah. (laughs) Because here's the deal. I get it. Like sometimes uh, when, uh, so right now, Kylie's working, doing this long-term stuff thing. So I have been the one waking up to get the kids out the door Mm -hmm. onto the bus. Now, every other Thursday, I have a BID meeting. I have to leave about 15 minutes before they get on the bus. Mm -hmm. But they are ready to go. Yeah, you are awake and got them ready. Yeah, so they are home for a brief minute while I leave a little bit early. Mm -hmm. And I know there are people who are like, listen, man, I work. I'm a single parent. Uh, I I get up, I get them ready, and then I leave, and then they catch the bus, or they you know yeah. go to a friend's, and then they catch. That's fine. Yeah, but they're not. That's not what I'm talking about. No, the parents haven't. I'm talking left. about your home. Your home. Your home. You just didn't wake up, and you're just like, that's <laughs> fine that I don't see my kid until 5 p.m. Well, I just I don't think I could do that. I know. I think that'd be hard too as a kid. I feel like my mom sent me off to school every single day. Yeah. With like, I love you. Have Again, a great day. No make good judgment choices. on the spouse. Yeah. I cannot vouch for the spouse. Maybe she does. I'm saying <laughs> to this gentleman, that's crazy, man. Yeah. My, I like, I remember when I was in elementary, my dad often left for work before. Yes. Like, course. I don't know that I saw him necessarily every morning that, that, because he left fine. for work. Yeah. But like, yeah. And this is and not then, a podcast about shaming. This is no. just a, how do we feel about section and how do I feel about it? I think it's crazy. <laughs> Which is also sometimes code for Brent shaming his friends. But. And that's <laughs> sometimes true. This young man said, I cannot wait to listen to the podcast and hear what other people think about me. So, And by other people, it's just me. Well, you and our <laughs> listeners who may be able to do the math and I'd, or may just post in general on on their social that media is, that that's yeah, crazy I, talk. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I think I've I think the, this <laughs> this young man will be setting his alarm moving forward. Having been shown, having really, having do you been really think so? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't think you hold that sway. If this is the person I think it is, I don't think you hold that amount of sway. No, I definitely don't. <laughs> I thought maybe public shaming might hold sway, so that's why I brought it in. But, anyways, that's a fun game of how do we feel. I think we'll play that. We'll bring that back. Let's, okay. We'll, we'll create. We'll have Eric create some intro music for that. And be uh, like, all right, here we go. How do we feel about 
what you know whatever uh, so. and it's all just a ploy so brent can publicly shame people yeah it's that's yeah mm-hmm. that's the, the the game plan yeah. so let's talk about uh, sunday for a little do bit it. okay we had a guest speaker her name's lauren she's from whitworth university she's the associate director of the uh, for the office of church engagement up there we are in a, a like a fellowship program three-year fellowship program with whitworth as a church and she oversees that she has not been like uh like work we're, we're getting like this report done on discovery stuff she's not involved in that so this is kind of independent from that but she just seemed like a really cool individual that fit our ethos she's from richland originally Mm -hmm. grew up uh and went to richland high still has tons of friends in the area as proof by the number of first-time guests that we had on sunday oh really yeah i got our first-time guest cards and i'm like this is gonna look great for our numbers guys (laughs) we had i think somewhere i haven't counted them all up because i just found some second service ones too um but i think we're in the easily in the double digits for first-time guests which is a great number so welcome for those of you who been a while since we've been found us through lauren speaking and you know you're welcome to stay but anyways um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so she did a standalone talk on uh, doubting Thomas experience and uh, where we at in, in the encounter with a wounded God, and uh, specifically John's writing of the story of, of how it all took place and the the language of somebody who is probably reason oriented and. Um, she called it an IT professional or somebody who loves to play board games but only plays by all of the exact rules and makes sure that everybody follows along and knows mm-hmm. exactly what they should have done. And I sat by my wife in second service uh, during that. And, and she was just elbowing you and, the and whole said, time. And I said, man, what would it be like to be married to that kind of a person? Can you imagine? <laughs> and she just laughed because... Uh, she is married to that she person. She is married to that person. <laughs> We had we had friends over the other night. We played a game, oh, a board no. game, and I won. And they're like, she's like, they're gonna stop coming over. Everyone's gonna stop playing games with us. And I'm like, I'm not gonna just let them win. That's ridiculous. What kind of a friend would I be if I just like, oh, okay, so I'll just go here. That's dumb play. It's not. It's like picking, but you also pick games that are ultra competitive that you know really well. So no. you know, you're going to win all I do. No, I just try and avoid games of all, all where the, where the game, the premise of the game is entirely chance entirely. Let's and roll I, dice and those. see who wins. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. I love those games. Let's just though. play with monkeys. Why you play with Bunko? People? Yeah. It's, that's all chance. Do you like it's a hundred percent chance? I like Bunko for the social aspect. Yeah, of it. that's why. That's why you play games. But that's not strategy. I don't feel good about winning at Bunko. At Bunko. <laughs> There's no pride involved in that. Congratulations! You lucky. rolled five, four, or three fours <laughs> when the numbers were on four. Like kudos to you. Like I don't know. It's fu- uh, I, I I enjoy it, and I there are probably people who listen to this podcast who we've done Bunko nights with, yeah. and so I don't want to be like that was ridiculous and I hated it. I enjoy it because of the people. <laughs> I love mocking people who are at the uh, who are beneath me when I'm at the head table. Um, that's fun, and that's about it. So. <laughs> This doesn't shock me at yeah. all. No. Uh. Yeah. So all that to say, I don't pick games that only I'm good at. That's that's crazy. I I pick games that uh. if you think about it, you should have an edge. The more that you think about the angles what should really and happen strategy. is these friends should invite you over and like make you play a game you've never played before. I, I'm fine with that. Let's go. I, I, <laughs> Kyla and I played a game we'd never played before the, the other night. She won by two. See, it there was you great. go. That's what would even the chances now, out. Do I let then... her do that or else we'll never play that game again? Sure. <laughs> That's what she's talking about, though, with like having people over. Yeah. 
letting them <laughs> letting them win. I don't know. Just like making the experience more enjoyable for everyone. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't like it. We're getting off topic. We got to talk about Lauren. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What What were some of the takeaways for you? Yeah. So I watched it online because I, like I said, I was in the lab all day yesterday. Um, and I think for me, um, I was really struck by her and not really like the doubting Thomas part of it that he like, I think her point, like, yes, he's illogical. He wants to see it, but his, her point is that it's actually more of an emotional response. Yeah. So it's like, I cannot emotionally handle you telling me this is real and it not actually being real. Yeah. I don't want to set myself up. for. I am at my end. Mm -hmm. Right. That was what she said. And I like, if you, Tell me this thing and I believe it. And then you pull it out from under me. There is no coming back. Yeah. There is no recovery from that. I'll be too hurt from you. Yeah. To and, play this game. And I'll be too hurt by this situation because I have invested everything. Yeah. And like the emotional damage that will happen from believing this and then it not being true will wreck me forever. Right. And I like, I'd never heard doubting Thomas interpreted that way in a talk before. And I was like, wow, that's a really different perspective. Right. And I think that that's, and that speaks to why God comes to Thomas and is like, here we are. Like, I I heard you, man. Mm -hmm. And I heard that cry and I heard that pain and I'm telling you it's real. Yeah. And you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to worry and it's not going to get pulled out from under you. It's real. Yeah. And I also was really struck by um, when she was talking about how Thomas. So after the first time that Jesus comes, Thomas isn't there, probably because he has reached his end. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't be here. But once he hears that news. Why is he there the second time? Right. Because yeah. he's decided to cry out. Not just to God, but to his community. Yeah. I'm going to show up. Yeah. Uh, and even even though I still don't believe it, yeah. I don't think he believed it. And that's why he came. Yeah. I think he's like, I don't believe it, but I am going to choose to not just avoid the situation. Yeah. I am going to put myself in a position yeah. to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I really, I thought that was really important too of like, because I think we hear like, cry out to God, cry out to God, uh, like what your anguish is or your pain or your hurt or... But I think it's also really, really critical for us to tell our community about it as well, mm. particularly now, right? Because how else is God going to show himself to us except for, except for through the people who are going to love us? Mm-hmm. And so if you keep your pain hidden and you keep the fact that you are at the end and you cannot take anything more emotionally hidden from the people who love you most— it is going to restrict your ability to feel God in your life. Mm -hmm. And I was really struck by that as well of like, not only do we have to cry out to God and ask for him to like intervene and step in, but we also need to make that known to our community Mm -hmm. because that's where we're going to see God in our life the most. So yeah, that was, that was the part that got me that I was like, wow, that's really, I don't know. That was really impactful for me. Yeah. And powerful. I don't know if any of everyone interpreted that way, but that was definitely like, no, how I, that I was one of my it. favorite parts about it too, was yeah. why was he there the second time and not the first time? Mm-hmm. I don't think it was just a, oh, I had something going that yesterday afternoon. I don't think he wanted to be there because uh, I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think you're just like, 
I don't want to set myself up for false hope. And then the second time he's like, maybe it is. And I just, I got to do it anyways. And well, I got to be, like, be into places that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe, but I need to go. Well, know? and maybe it's like his community, like once his community found him and he expressed to them, I have to see it because I'm at this end and I can't believe it unless I see it. Then they could be like, well, okay, man, like, let's, let's do this together then. Let's hang out together. Let's like talk about it together. Let's like, once you open up to the people around you, you're able to then like process things better and like see different sides of things and, and like, and feel that love and feel that like acceptance of, okay, I don't believe everything. I'm, I'm really struggling right now with a lot of stuff, but I can feel really seen by this person. And they can kind of lift some of my emotional load with me and they can like hold me through this moment. Maybe yeah. not like physically, but like just like emotionally hold me through this moment or metaphorically hold me through this moment. Yeah. So, and that was like, I think it hit me too, because um, like last year, my dad is going through a lot of health stuff that I don't think I've really talked about on the podcast, but um, I didn't talk about it for a long, long time. And I did some therapy last year. And one of the like really big breakthrough moments for me with my therapist was when I was like, I just, it feels like such a downer to like talk about it or bring it up or whatever. And my therapist said, yeah, but what happens when you do? And I was like, oh, well, people are really nice and understanding and sometimes have a similar story. And she was like, yeah, Megan. How is that not helpful for you, Megan? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I need to stop hiding that because it stops me from being able to like work through the emotions of it. And it also stops other people from being able to like fully love me. Sure. And so, um, and so I think that's why that part hit me really hard is because like I, I'm going through that Mm -hmm. and I like really understood that at like a deep personal level. So I think the hard part too, is when they, when we choose not to open up to that and and not show up in the home the second week, because we don't want to be vulnerable or not talk about things that are going on. Then what happens is when people don't respond, like we we play these mental games of what they should do. They should know. They should know that I'm hurting and, and need help. And then when they don't, I secretly hold bitterness and mm-hmm. grudges towards them for not helping out. And then later when they're like, "What? what's wrong? Like, you haven't talked to me. You don't return me phone mm-hmm. calls. You, you obviously stopped coming to the church. You stopped doing this, blah, 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 whatever it is. And they're like, you never did this. You never did this. And you're like, I how would I've known? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't read your mail. I don't want to uh, assume things. I don't. Uh, you know, it's it's really hard. And, and and then usually in those moments they own up to yeah I should have said more. But unfortunately sometimes the damage is too far done mm-hmm. or it feels too far done. And they're like I just close that chapter off of my life and I mm-hmm. go on and do other things. And you just you wish you could go back in time and be like I wish I would have read your mind or said some things mm-hmm. or or and and that's an encouragement to us sometimes too as on on our side of things is not necessarily waiting for people to do that that's a struggle for them to show up like we can highlight the fact that he did it and be proud of, proud of him for that <laughs> um but then also use that inspiration for us to be like not all not everyone can get to that spot but also like if you like on that note like the disciples didn't wait for Thomas to come back Right? right. There's definitely an implication that they went and found him. Yeah. Yeah. And told him. Right. But we saw Jesus. Right. <laughs> yeah. You were the only one that wasn't there. So yeah. obviously who are we going like, to tell, right? We like, we saw him, yeah. dude. And you know, like they're, so like his community did seek him out. Right. And then in that moment he was able to say, yeah, I'm really struggling with this right now. Yeah. And I don't know if I can believe that because if it's not true, 
I can't come back from that. Yeah. You know, and so I think there's that reciprocity in there as well of like your community seeking you out, but also you need to then, like you need to be vulnerable with that too. Yeah. And you need to also ask for those things and tell people when you need help or tell people when you're at your end. Yep. I think the the thing, one of the things that was for me encouraging or, or I was like, yeah, that's really good. When she was saying, I go through some periods of my life where I don't believe that. And I don't mean I don't believe it. I mean, I still believe that's the beauty of creedal sort of theology. Uh, and the church that she goes to, I know is liturgical. And here's that we recite the Nicene Creed and the mm-hmm. Apostles' Creed and we do this. And, and so we remind ourselves, even when we don't feel like it, this is what I believe. Now, I go through moments where I don't believe it, but I do believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's the crisis of faith that is so endearing that I do think that that uh, that uh, a belief system, a, a thing like Christianity is big enough to be able to handle those times where you're like, I believe, but I don't. And I I'm, I go through long periods where I d- I'm choosing to disbelieve or I feel, I, I'm not choosing to disbelieve. I disbelieve, but I'm trying to choose to believe. Or right? you're like, I, I believe it, but like at a, like a... At some high level, right? Yeah. Like my belief is really high, but it's not, but in, I don't, it's hard to see it day to day. In the nitty gritty of yeah. this mess, yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. But theoretically. But theoretically, like I have this belief. God is about love. Yeah. But right now. Right now that it is. feels yeah. like he has, he is for, love is foreign to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he is control, in control, right? Yeah. Then this feels very foreign. This is a yeah. weird way to express it and yeah. I can't understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that a lot because I think that, that reflects a a real life version of Christianity that I... And uh, I think that reflects... Sorry, I cut you off. But nope. it reflects like... I think it reflects how a lot of people feel right now. Yeah. I think that's a very common like feeling for Christian people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, I don't know that this there's a lot of space for that in many modern day expressions of church, specifically in the area of worship music for mm-hmm. me. Like, I just remember going and, and it's like a lot really positive, like all the time. And you're like, I just feel bad sometimes when you're... I remember <laughs> knowing what the song list was and then watching somebody who's coming in who's just like broken, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like barely pulled themselves there. And then I don't even want to say some songs, but you know, yeah. you're like, uh, <laughs> like just, we shouldn't there's be no this. way that that person's <laughs> singing that. And it's like, that's fine. Everything's fine. It's yeah. good. Everything's good. You know, and that sucks. I know the opposite side of that as well. Brent, sometimes I've heard people go, I don't like Eastlake because the music's too down and dark and I need some more <laughs> uplifting life stuff. And I, I think <laughs> finding you know, the balance is hard. It is hard. Yeah. Um, I think it's easier to be up, up, like upward emotionally or uh, uh, hyper positive or mm-hmm. whatever and have to force myself to come down than the opposite. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So like it's easier for us corporately to have more lower songs, yeah. emotionally down songs, and let people who are high interpret that. It's a sacrifice perhaps for me or yeah. for you as a Christian who are like, man, well, I just need, I want some more, I want some yeah. pizzazz to my worship yeah, but music. I, are you really <laughs> like being honest with yourself? I don't know. I don't, but, like, but the thing for me is I'm always like... Listen, man, you can, there's Spotify throughout the week. Like, go for it. Like, what about, what if on our communal time together, 
we try and I don't want to say lowest common denominator, but like, again, if it's easier for us to humble ourselves and come down than it is for somebody who's down to come up to us, mm-hmm. and we're like, come up to our pot level of positivity, man. God's a way maker. He can, he can solve all these problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know. I just think that that's kind of an approach that we don't really talk about that often. Mm-hmm. We just kind of do it and then face the criticism and just move on. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a piece of it. Yeah. For that, sure. Which totally makes sense. Yeah. All right. That was kind of deeper inside of ways than I wanted to go, but that's, yeah. uh, that's fine. It's part of the part of the podcast. That's why we do it. Okay. Uh, let's uh, jump into our something interesting. Let's you do it. Opened, I opened. I get to go first. Yeah. Uh, there's a Thanksgiving is a great time because a uh, it's one of the most time off holidays that we get because you typically get like Wednesday through Monday, which is like uh-huh. amazing. Um, and then also food is good, yeah. football's great, uh-huh. but perhaps, uh, one and of the, the national biggest... dog show. No. Oh, and the parade <laughs> and the parade. Yes. Uh, but no, it's the, uh, uh it, it's, it's, uh, it's also gotta be the movies that come out around oh, Thanksgiving Oh yeah, there are a lot of good movies. It, it, they seem to kind of wait. They, they know which ones are going to be like, well, you this know one's going to be good. Let's wait. A lot of here. people like their thing. One of their Thanksgiving traditions is to go to a movie. Right. Which yeah. makes sense. I, I, the Thanksgiving one I get, the Christmas one, I don't get quite as much. They're like, it's Christmas day. Let's go to a movie that night. Yeah. And you're like. On Christmas, I don't know. I want to play with my toys. I don't understand that one. But <laughs> Thanksgiving, I get. Because yeah. you're like, I'm stuffed. I, here's what I don't want to do. Move. I don't want to move right now. I want to sit somewhere and enjoy myself. Yeah. So anyways, one of the movies that's coming out this Thanksgiving is uh, the new Ridley Scott uh, version or story of Napoleon. Oh, yeah. And with Walking Phoenix, Phoenix is Napoleon. And I bought a book uh, at Costco three or four years ago. Uh, that has been just sitting on my shelf, just begging to be read. But it's like 700 pages long. Is it long, about Napoleon? And it's called Napoleon, A Life. And it's by a guy named Andrew. Shoot, I should have pulled this out beforehand. It's <laughs> Andrew something. Hang on. Andrew something. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the trailer for this yet? Um, I haven't watched a full trailer, I don't think. But I've watched parts of a trailer. Oh, lordy. It looks unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen a good war movie in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> All right, uh, here it is. Coming up. Come on. Come on, Amazon. It is not that one. There it is. <laughs> Andrew Roberts. It's a currently a bestseller. Here's what it looks like right there. That's well, you're not gonna they're, they're not gonna see this, but no. that's, that's oh, what it looks like. It right has there. like a half face of Napoleon and yeah. his one shoulder. So I decided I want to I don't know if you ever do this. Wasn't he like, incredibly short, Napoleon? Uh in th- they all were short. That's the funny part. Like uh, he had a oversized head apparently. <laughs> That didn't quite match his body, and Got so it. he came across as short, but I don't think he was necessarily short. And oh, he okay. kind of had a short man syndrome or yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but uh, do you ever see like a movie coming out and you're like, that's a book. I should probably just read that book if I'm going to watch this movie. Do you ever do um, that? Sometimes. Yeah. So that's what I did. I was like, I- You I'm read the book? Not, well, I'm, I have not read it yet. I'm <laughs> reading, reading slowly and surely. <laughs> and my hope, my uh, hope- was to get it finished by the time the movie comes out and we go see it. Because I would love to have that done. Now, it's <laughs> 700 pages. I think I'm 140 in. So yeah, I'm not on a great like pace. Eight days. But it's no, always nice like to have an days. excuse to, uh, to to read that. So that's what I'm currently reading. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And oh, I... Cool. I uh, Are you learning about Napoleon? I am. I read a book about Napoleon this summer. Did Do you, you remember? No. <laughs> What was the book about Napoleon? It was summer? called um, Battlesaurus oh <laughs> Rampage God. at Waterloo. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
you you brought that up as a yeah. this is my something interesting. Don't book. you remember? Yeah, I absolutely remember now. <laughs> Pretty similar in terms of uh, academic uh, truthfulness <laughs> and uh, and and where the uh, authors. Uh, to be fair, invested their time and, um, and research. Napoleon is not was not a like lined character in the book itself. He was just like a kind of like a figure character, you know. Yeah, like he wasn't actually like in the book in so any scenes. But yeah, the, here's I'm only 140 pages in. I'll give you something interesting because we said <laughs> so when this the is, dinosaurs show up. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't be surprised. Stop. stop. <laughs> that, that must be on page 400. I'm not there yet, but I'm I'm sure it'll get there. Uh. <laughs> Fun fact that I don't remember from high school, but maybe you do. Uh, probably not. I don't remember learning about Napoleon at all in high school, was, if I'm honest. Uh, is this, that Napoleon was actually born in Corsica, which is an island off like, of Italy. kind of off of Italy. Yeah. So he's oh, more know that. Italian than, than this. And he would begin to change his last name to look more French oh. than he was. And he was kind of an outsider in that way. And that was good for him in terms of kind of like the 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 massive revolution piece mm-hmm. to be like seen as a little bit of an outsider. But then they would publish, depending on if you were pro-Napoleon or anti-Napoleon, um, like what? how would you spell his last name? Yeah, because Bonaparte is like Would you like, highlight his Italian. French nature yeah. or would mm-hmm. you highlight his, no, he's a foreigner outside of it. So, but yeah, you think of him as... I think Corsica was one of those islands that like went back and forth between Italy and France. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And he wanted, he wanted independence from it. Like at the very beginning, he fought to try and make it independent from France. Uh, Corsica? Um, Yeah, Corsica. And then, you know, then there became bigger fish to fry and he's like, hey, wait, I can run France. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'll just take that instead. (laughs) So... Uh, but yeah, he's a course. Uh, so. That's fun. All right. What's your something interesting? All right, Brent, how do you feel about tea? I love tea. Cold or hot? Hot. Okay. Ice too. Yeah. All of it. All I of it? bought tea. We went to Spokane <laughs> and I just bought some loose leaf tea <laughs> called spicy Earl Grey. Have you ever been to Bad... it's so good. Have you ever been to Badger Mountain Tea Shop or no. maybe it's like herbal something? Do you know where Marineland Village is then, on yes, Edison? I have been there. That's yeah, okay. what it's called. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. <laughs> I got some fantastic Earl Grey tea yeah. from there. That's not where I got this batch, but that's I've been there before. Okay, it's fantastic. So is Earl, do you like Earl Grey? I love Earl Grey. Oh, okay. So sum me up. This weekend, when I was in the lab, one of the reasons I went this weekend is because the grad students have a class where they like basically learn how to use all the instrument, like all the like chemical analysis instruments in the lab. And so, in order to do this, they create a project where they like do create this experiment and then like through that use all the instruments and learn how to use them. So they, the grad students in this class um, have decided that they're going to test like a bunch of different Earl Grays and like see what the differences are between them. So they had this weekend, they had 30 different types of Earl Grey, like different brands, different types, decaf. Oh non, my gosh. Like, Where do I sign up for this class? I'd so, be, I'm in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it, they're not drinking it. Oh, well, then what's the point? They're just they're brewing it, 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 brewing it to like test the chemical, okay. like do chemical analysis on it. Okay. And um so anyway, the lab smelled like Earl Grey all weekend. Fantastic. Um which is so like I don't mind Earl Grey, like but it's definitely not my favorite. Oh. Like I wouldn't pick it over other things usually. Um I think it's like too um licorice. Like oh, there's like a little licorice tint to it and i think there's too like much of that yeah kind of mm. like anise like that like, like star that anise kind of I, I like hate anise 
Really? Yeah, I can't stand it. I don't know. It. I for me, like that Earl Grey make like brings that into my Cut. brain immediately. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, so I thought I'd do some tea facts because uh, um, that was a Can lot. Can I tell of, you why I drink tea? Why? I, I because at night I feel like I need something to like treat. I, like I just can't be like, oh, I can't wait to watch this this my oh, yeah. sports center with water. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, then I was like, yeah, but if I keep drinking amber colored liquid yeah <laughs> then that's probably not great for my liver long term so i have to change it up and do you do like a green tea uh no i do oh, no because green tea has tons of caffeine right no black tea has tons of caffeine oh what, green tea no i, no, I do green ca- tea, no. I decaf i do a decaf oh, okay um constant comment oh okay 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 yeah um all right did you know that tea was originally an accident no. So an emperor in China in 2737 BC um, was Feels boiling like yeah, 5,000-ish years ago, um, was boiling some water on a like outdoors thing when he was on going on a trip and some leaves fell into it on accident and they didn't notice. And then he sipped it and was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Um, and so there, and then, um, there are several different varieties. How familiar you are with the different varieties uh, of tea? Not familiar, but I, I'm willing to take a quiz. Okay. Feel prepared. Let's go. Okay. List them. Oh, oh gosh. I'll tell you how many. One, two, three, Give four, me a couple so that four. I know what kind of a category I'm thinking of. Just like the basic like categories. Black tea, green tea. Yep. Black uh, tea, green tea. Uh, mint, herbal tea. No. Um, uh, I don't know, chamomile oil gray. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I, I'm... Okay, uh, so we got green tea, which kay. is like the healthy one. Yep. Um, the leaves are young when they're picked, or the leaves are like mature when they're picked, yep. but they don't Doesn't let them... very good. But they don't let them sit for very long. Yep. Um, and then they like preserve them right then. And um, that's usually considered the healthier one. Um, <laughs> that's probably why I don't like it. <laughs> A lot of people who like it can help with weight loss sometimes. Um, white tea, which is super duper rare. So what they do with white tea is they, um, pick it before the shoots before it's mature. Um, and then they do some other stuff to it, but usually they grow white tea. It says in, um, um, in China and Darjeeling, India, and then some parts of Sri Lanka. Okay. And then black tea is the most popular. Yeah. Um, there the are tea. a lot of different kinds of black tea. So like Earl Grey is a black tea. English breakfast is a black tea. Yep. Um, a bunch of different black teas. Okay. Um, and then they're um, exposed to hot air for a really long time and then like rolled. And so the oils can kind of spread and grow. And those are the ones that are usually, sorry, everyone, usually caffeinated. Um, and then oolong tea oh, is yeah, the oolong. earthy yeah, yeah. one. Um, and then Kylie likes oolong. Yeah. And yeah. they're usually kind of a mix of like, they're a little bit less, um, oxidized or like exposed than the black teas. Um, but like more than, um, it feels like there's more funky. Yeah. They're funky like earthy ones. There. Yeah. And then the other one that I was going to say, so there are some teas that we think of as teas, but aren't actually true teas. Chai tea. Like. Um, those born, so like, um, mint and chamomile and rooibos. Like the ones that I just said? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and from ones from like spices. Um, so the herbal teas are actually not true teas. Okay. So, um, and I think, I think that's all I want. There you go. Did you, um, so have you got, you've gone to the Badger Mountain, whatever that one is Yes, I have before. And uh, how do you feel like uh, the experience was? 
I thought it was like it was fine. It's kind of overwhelming, right? Yeah, there's like a huge wall of teas. Um, and it's there was like one woman in there. Yep. She was very, very nice and probably would have helped me do a lot more, but I got overwhelmed and picked one thing and then left. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I disappointed her. <laughs> Cause I walk in, I'm like, Hi, I uh I'd like some Earl Grey. And she's like, What kind of Earl Grey? And I'm like, just the whatever whatever you got. Yeah, because they like? have like lavender or vanilla or cream or yeah. there's like a billion different kinds of Earl Grey. I'm sure she's like, get. dude. Safeway is across the street. Yeah. <laughs> There's an Albertsons right there. If you're looking for English breakfast, uh, yeah. like go there. I think I bought like a blueberry black tea or something like that when I was there. Yeah. I don't know. It I'm was, trying to figure yeah. out how much tea you got to go through to be able to make rent for a place like that. You know what I mean? It's not that oh, big yeah. of a space. But yeah, like, like how much does she have to like, sell? Yeah, you got to be yeah. selling a lot of tea, man. Yeah. Uh, but could good for her, yeah, I guess. You it's know? a cute little shop. It's like fun. If you're and like the, looking for a cool gift, like if you know someone who likes Christmas tea, yeah, it'd be a sure. great Christmas gift. Yeah, because yeah. it's definitely better. Like you can tell the quality of it. Like yeah. when you're when you drink, it's better than what and you I get out of a foil what, bag. Uh, I think like when I went in, it was for Christmas. Like I went in to Makes buy sure something for Christmas. For yeah, I just remember I bought a bunch of like the loose leaf tea bags because uh-huh. you have to buy the bags yeah. in addition to the loose leaf well, tea. Or right? you buy like a little floaty a little floaty, thing. but yeah, I don't want to wash that every time. I just want to throw something away. <laughs> I, I like landfills. You know what I mean? I want to support my local <laughs> landfill. Um, and I bought a bag of, I think, 100 or 200. And uh-huh. Kylie was like, whoa, that's a lot. And I'm like, I don't know. Is it? I feel like I drink tea like every night. And she's right. Like this bag is like the never ending bag. <laughs> when did you buy it? I feel it? like I have just as many tea bags as the day that I started. <laughs> I don't know. I bought this thing years ago. Years ago. I have not been there for easily three years. Well, yeah, because you probably, the most of your tea is probably. overflowing. Like when I pull out one bag, seven Well, how out. much loose leaf, t- is all of your tea loose leaf? No, that's the See, problem. See, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Most of it's not. If all of your tea was loose leaf, you would go through them a lot quicker. I know, I should. Yeah. I just, it's in Kennewick. I just don't want to go that far. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's my problem. All right. That's more than enough. These people have, have uh, long ago logged off this podcast. <laughs> this is just Oh jeez, 49. This is just Sorry, you and I everyone. talking at this point. <laughs> Unless they were drinking tea and are fully uh, caffeinated right now, they're gone. So, uh that's it. We'll wrap this thing up quick. Hey, thanks for uh, listening. Appreciate you guys. Uh, if you're in town, we'd love to have you in person 9:15:10:30 at the Uptown Theater in Richland or online anytime via eastlikecitys.com mm-hmm. or our Really super trendy app. Check it out. Yeah. Have a great Do you want to tell them no podcast oh. next week? Oh yeah, no podcast next week. We're watching the Hawks game on Sunday uh, after the after the second service. So if you're listening to this this week, which is uh, November the twelfth today, is that correct? Correct. Uh, so you're it's probably dropping your nope, feed 13th. on thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, whatever that is. <laughs> We're watching on the nineteenth. That's the bottom line. I should have just said that <laughs> November nineteenth, Sunday against the Rams. Come watch it with us in the big theater. It'll be great. See you guys. Um, bye everyone. Day.